Hey there, before we get started today, I just wanted to say a big thanks to Vitaly and Charge B for sponsoring this episode, which allows me to continue producing Churn FM as an independent creator. Vitaly came in at a vital time for me and perhaps they can for you too. If you're looking to maximize the productivity, visibility and collaboration of your CS team while increasing NRR and streamlining operations, Vitaly is the all-in-one customer success platform to help you do just that. They're also currently giving away a free pair of AirPods to all TrainFM listeners when you take a qualified demo with them. So if you're in the market for a CS platform, visit vitally.io forward slash TrainFM today to schedule your demo and get your AirPods. That's V-I-T-A-L-L-Y dot I-O forward slash C-H-U-R-N-F-M. And in other news, Chargebee just launched their much-awaited 2024 State of the Subscriptions and Revenue Growth Report. With an exclusive focus on retention strategies, pricing trends, and churn rate projections based on a survey of over 300 subscription businesses. I personally got an early sneak peek, and you don't want to miss this one. To grab a copy, you can visit chargebee.com forward slash churnfm. That's C H A R G E B E E dot C O M forward slash C H U R N F M. With that being said, let's jump to today's episode. One of the most important things for, for people, it doesn't matter if you're an individual contributor or a leader and even a senior leader, is always, you know, finding the blend between, you know, the things that matters and the things that are in your control. But I think that like the majority of things that you should work on should be in that overlap. Make sure that you are doing things that are, are in your control that matters. This is Churn.fm, the podcast for subscription economy pros. Each week, we hear how the world's fastest growing companies are tackling churn and using retention to fuel their growth. How do you build a habit-forming product? We crossed over that magic threshold to negative churn. You need to invest in customer success. It always comes down to, to retention and engagement. Completely bootstrap, profitable, and growing. Strategies, tactics, and ideas brought together to help your business thrive in the subscription economy. I'm your host, Andrew Michael, and here's today's episode. Hey, Ziv, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me again. It's great to have you again. Uh, for the listeners, Ziv is a longtime friend of the show who previously joined us on episode 50, 100, I think it was 150. And with us today, he's here to share some exciting updates and learnings from the AppSwire team having gone through the last year. He also just arrived back from a trip visiting over 20 customers in three weeks, uh, which represents around 15%, 15 million in ARR for the business. So excited to hear about the trip and the learnings there. And he's the chief customer officer at AppSwire, the global leader in mobile attribution and marketing analytics. And uh, Ziv has been there over eight years or nine years now and started out as a senior customer success manager and grown up the ranks, now leading the entire customer team. So uh, during this time, he seems an explosive growth. And my first question for you today is, what was the most interesting place you visited on your most recent travels? And what was the most adventurous thing you ate? Wow, amazing question. So I've been to Bangalore, Mumbai, and um, Beijing in my vision. I always wanted to do local customer success events, and I threw the ball uh, to a few partners, uh, a few vendors that I know in uh, Bangalore, and uh, one took it, and uh, we were, it was, uh, you know, I even have a, a small, small, short video about it. I'm in a panel 
in the event that this partner uh, uh, did in Bangalore in one of the rooftops of the VCs in Bangalore. And then the toughest rain that I have ever seen, uh, of course, uh, the, the rain is on the other side of the roof, but like we are covered. And then everyone speaks and like uh, amazing atmosphere, amazing experience. And like what really uh, uh, struck me there is that, you know, some of the people, we had 60 or 70 people showed up. Some of the people joining were coming over from Hyderabad and uh, Mumbai with uh, over flights yeah. to join the customer success event. Some said even, the, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be unbelievable. Some said that they came to meet me, but this is exactly what I wanted. I know like, you know, there's a huge customer success communities in the world. Yeah. India is always, uh, you know, so vivid and, and active. And that was amazing. I don't remember the name of it, but I ate in one of the between meetings. I, I ate something in the street in India. It's a, a bun. And in the bun, you have something mainly potato, uh, which comes from, uh, you know, boiling uh, oil. And it's just super, super tasty. And it costs 10 cents. Sounds super interesting. I uh, just googling now. Maybe was it called a butter puff? Maybe yes, 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 exactly. Uh, nice. Yeah, I, I worked as well with uh, quite a few people from India and uh, got to explore different things from the cuisine. Like, obviously, I'm a big fan of curry, but I think there's a lot of other interesting Indian dishes that uh, you don't really get to experience or realize unless you go to and visit the country. Uh, it sounds like a very, very exciting experience as well for you, and uh, intrigued as well a little bit, like. What sort of led you to go and do this now? Uh, why now? Obviously, the situation out there in the markets, like there's a lot of concern uh, for what's going on. And to book a trip like this, visiting 20 customers, like what was the goal? First of all, the goal is to be in the market, to meet the teams. There's also the huge opportunity to get to meet uh, people in uh, China after three, three and a half years. Also India. I haven't been in India since uh, in the office since 2018. So it's a huge opportunity to connect and meet the team. These are two big um, targets for me this year. Meet the team and meet customers. And, and meet customers is, I think, uh, got a little bit uh, more priority now. There's a lot of changes in the market, the financial crisis overall. And I think that, you know, on the other side for our customers, uh, on the marketing side, they got uh, hit hardest. And then I think that this is the best customer success use case is that we can really help. We can be there for them. We have uh, best practices. We have uh, benchmarking. We have uh, the know-how of tens of thousands of customers anywhere in the world. And then it doesn't matter if you are gaming or e-commerce or retail, then probably we've seen some things somewhere that works, even in this current time. This is exactly what we can provide now. In addition to that, I think, you know, so some customers in a better stage and they need us for massive growth. And there's some customers that are trying to do more with less. They also need our help. And there's some customers trying to even uh, recalibrate, decide like, what are we going to do? And even then, even if they don't go on the paid acquisition route, then we can definitely help in owned media and other initiatives and you know after meeting 20 customers so interesting uh of all the things that we we spoke in all those 20 meetings and my insights and my learnings and 
what I take from it to the teams. What was the format of these meetings and how did you structure them? So I think like traveling is is quite a bit and I don't imagine just to go have like a one hour sit down. Like what was the purpose and like how did you structure these meetings with these companies as you went into them? Yeah, so I always look to meet enterprises. It can be also a medium enterprise, but uh, also definitely large ones. We don't only want to meet the successful uh, happy cases. We want to blend also customers that are not happy with us or customers that uh, is, uh, that struggle. And then in those discussions, we want, of course, to get to to meet both the team and the decision maker, maybe sometimes also the executive. By the way, one, one of the, the biggest things in, in these visits is that uh, I did it to, together with the CRO. So we went together as a, a front of sales and customer success to understand how can we work better together? We already work very closely together. How can we even work better together? In all the meetings, but in most of the meetings, we work together as very executive, very senior executive uh, people coming from uh, AppsFlyer yeah. uh, meeting uh, customers. So it's first of all, it's a, a lot of respect to customers and then very interesting discussions about all the things that I already mentioned and building the relationship understanding what we need to improve, how we can improve it. And how long was the trip in total? It wasn't at once. So it was uh, five days in India. Then I came back with COVID, uh, got uh, recovered over three days. I had uh, one big meeting in Israel with one of our top customers uh, visiting Israel. And then I went to another four days in China. Oh, yeah. So, and during these, like the meetings themselves, like how long is the period? Two, three hours, one hour? Uh, are you taking so, lunch? Like when you're splitting up the conversation, is it commercial and then success? Like how did you structure that uh, specifically as well? It's always a uh, minimum of one hour, uh, sometimes uh, two to three hours. Usually in the office, I think that, you know, one of the things that I take from my learnings in the last four or five years is that yeah, I like to come and visit the customer in their office to meet as many uh, as possible people on their side. And also, I, th- I think, I, and I think I said it in one of the episodes, I think it was the, the second one. I think it was in COVID already. I said that, you know, when we'll come back to meeting customers, it will be so valuable and we need to be able to use it. I then I was, I think I was uh, a little bit sensitive about it because I, I thought it, like I said, you know, customers, some will not want to invite us to the office because yeah. of COVID. And then also, you know, I don't know if we will invest in the full extent of the budget. I can tell you that we are going full-blown. Customers wants us and we want to go full-blown. And we need to double down and, and invest like the, the companies that will invest heavily in that will win. Why do you think it's so important now? I think many people struggle, personal perspective. I think it's uh, tough after COVID and now in the financial crisis. And I think also uh, psychologically, I think that uh, people are in uh, self-doubt, not uh, confident about their day-to-day, mainly about the financial crisis. And I think that um, customer success is not only being a product expert, or a, an industry expert or, or growth partner. It's also something human to human. It's, uh, yeah, meeting you once or twice a week, 
but you know, I'm, I'm meeting you in one of the most important things that you do in your profession. And if I can help you be more professional, be more successful in your job, I think that's what's building the, the biodirectional investment here. Because like in the end, this is what makes a CSM better. A CSM works with 20 customers and then helps one learn from the other and vice versa. And, you know, it's a, something like a flywheel that helps the CSM grow while they are serving. And taking the success component beyond just what the pure product value delivers, I uh, guess, as well as like, how can you make your customers more successful with your knowledge as well? The other thing I'm interested in is like, what is one thing that you did extremely well on this trip? I just want to give a quick reminder that our sponsors of this episode today are Vitaly and Chargebee. Vitaly are giving away a free pair of AirPods to all qualified demos. So if you're in the market for a new CS platform, make sure to visit vitally.io forward slash churnfm today. You can also grab a copy of the latest state of the subscription and revenue growth report by visiting chargebee.com forward slash churnfm and let them both know that I sent you. Now back to today's episode. I'll start with my team. I think that the team really planned amazingly. They, they, they also they executed that very fast. They really placed us in front of the right customers. And then I think that, you know, I wouldn't say perfect, but was very good. The preparation for the meetings, we came very prepared. We had all the information that we needed, uh, almost like the flat tire from yesterday. Uh, we knew exactly what we want to get out of the meeting, not from all, but most. Uh, we came very prepared. We were very focused. And I think that when you do that, then the, also the customer on the other side, they feel it. I think what we need to continue doing is that, oh, so now we had meetings two or three weeks ago. Now we need to continue and follow up. And some of these customers, I'm now I'm keeping the relationship on. And again, some on very positive notes and some I'm fixing and working on very negative notes and yeah. making sure that we deliver more value or fix some of the values that we couldn't provide so far. Interesting. What's one thing that you do differently than on the next trip? Definitely two points uh, which uh, are pretty new on our side. You know, uh, one is only one year old. Uh, maybe we spoke about uh, earlier in one of the conversation uh, about the theory and methodology, but now it's we are doing it almost with all customers. We're speaking business desired outcomes. Why did you buy AppSire, etc.? And then I think that blending this with bringing best practices, with bringing opportunities for the customer on the other side that is not necessarily connected to our product. If it is, it is. But if not, then I'm, I'm getting a lot of credits just from doing that. You know, for years now, at least five, we are running benchmarking in QBRs and it drives a huge amount of value. But I think that now customers, and you know, this is what I, uh, I learned in these trips, is that they are looking for these be best practices and we can provide it. And then my product is providing so much value. And if I can provide benchmarking, best practices, and being the growth partner of the customer, then I'm able to give them even more value that probably, probably together uh, will, will make us uh, almost invincible. Nice. It's good to see the iterations as well and key learnings coming out from the trips. 
The thing you mentioned as well a little bit earlier at the start was that you're seeing like marketing teams being hit hardest uh, when it comes to this, you're calling it a recession. I, I believe it is one as well. I think it hasn't officially been announced yet. What are some of the things you're seeing in the markets and um, how badly do you feel it has been impacted marketing specifically as well? Yes, yeah, so I think the financial crisis is uh, uh, it has hit most of the world significantly. Yeah. I think that uh, when you look at marketing teams, then definitely we see marketing teams that uh, in in our customer side that uh, laid off many people. Sometimes you you can even see a full team. And then when I look at marketing budgets for the first time, I've been even see you know in the nine digits of last year's marketing budget that were cut uh, by ninety to one hundred percent. So some companies are not investing this year and then i think it's a first of all it's a good insight uh, and this is why i'm not even saying the vertical keeping that uh, very confidential and by the way it's not one company or two companies or three companies it's many companies so i think it's uh it's also an opportunity for for some other players in these verticals that can definitely take the advantage and invest heavily in these areas but yeah i think i think overall i think the marketing that's the I mean, after almost 10 years, this is definitely the the first time I've seen this, even not in COVID. In COVID, maybe you've seen that in travel and, and only for the first uh, year, all other verticals uh, continue to work very well. And uh, But this is the uh, first time I see this severe and cross all verticals. Yeah, I think it's an insane uh, reaction in the system that's happening at the moment and i think it's very difficult like for others to pair and plan their specific initiatives and especially if you're a company that's servicing marketing teams as well it is a big concern and i think like what you're doing now as well going out seeing customers being a little bit more proactive on that front is one aspect of how do you deal with the situation what are the ways that uh, your team is like now looking to to deal with these scenarios? Because a lot of it is out of your control. Like if a company uh, makes a marketing whole marketing team redundant, like what does that do for a product or service uh, like Apps Fly? Yeah, so I, I think that, that that's definitely severe case, and it's not the the majority of the cases. But I think you know we 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 need to find I think the playbooks you know find a new champion in these severe cases, and then. The next thing is the, great that we have a business desired outcome. Now we need to reinstate it and reassure it. Is it still the business desired outcome? Maybe we need a new one. In other cases where it's not that severe, then you need to understand like what is the plan of these customers for the year. Just work the playbook. Is a you know besides identifying what I just said, it's just that just uh, to continue working the the regular playbook. On the product side, it's also if a company is now deciding to do more with less on the customer side, what we can do for them? What intelligence, what benchmarking, what best practices, as I said before, what can we now offer them that will give them the value that they need? Now they need the, the us to brainstorm with them. Now they need us to provide more solutions, to show them alternatives, etc. And also help them uh, investing the, the budget that they do have. Yeah. How do you then deal with your team now in a situation like this? So I think a lot of them as well must be dealing uh, with stress on their behalf, like seeing all this happening around with their customers, 
Uh, I know in the past we've discussed a little bit about how you measure your team and it's more along the lines of inputs as opposed to outputs. But how are you working with your team to help them manage uh, these moments of crisis now with customers? It's all about, uh, uh, you know, keeping the mental side sane. And it's, you know, it's always something that you fight about, like the balance, work-life balance, uh, the how busy they are. Are we able to give them also time to learn? It's, uh, you know, all these things that are like the, the top things that are always on my mind about the team. It may be not the best. And I, I wrote about it also on LinkedIn at the beginning of the year. Maybe not the best timing, but we, we did for the first time rolled out a complaint for customer success managers. So we are still pushing the input and 25% of the complaint is on activities, but uh, 50% is on GRR and 25% is on upsell bookings in, in dollars. So definitely that this is not uh, uh, easy this year. And uh, the team is coping very well. And uh, I was very surprised before India and China, I was also visiting Berlin and uh, London. So I, I got very, very, a little bit surprised that the, like, the majority of the team is very, very happy to get this complaint, to get the KPIs connected to their activities and outputs, not only inputs. Nice. That's interesting. Yeah. Can you talk us a little bit more about that complaint? Uh, go a little bit more detail, like what the structure was like, what motivated it as well? Yeah, so I, I, the structure, as I said, the, for the most part, for the majority of CSMs is 50% of it is on GRR, 25% of it is on upsell bookings in, in dollars, and 25% of it is on activities, where the activities are broken to only three. 10% is on uh, BDOs, 10% is on uh, QBRs and 5% on relationships. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I switched one. That sort of creates a formula that uh, then works on their compensation uh, at the end of the day. And that's assuming yeah. you have a, a level of base pay plus uh, this is an additional commission on the back of it. Yeah, this is this is just on the variable. Yeah. This, uh, this is, uh, and, and then they also have floor and ceiling. Okay. And how long has this system been rolled out now? It was rolled out in the beginning of the year. And yeah, what motivated you to to do it? Not having complaint uh, at a company of uh, two hundred people, four hundred people, one thousand people—that's great. I think that the company that is getting more mature. Officially, we already said uh, over three hundred million ARR, uh, even more. I think when you are driving these amounts of revenue, then uh, you also need to have some of the structure. Definitely, when you have uh, a team of uh, 240 people in uh, customer success, then you, you need know, the structure. Yeah, you, you need that structure that like it drives some of the motion automatically. I think that when we learn more and push more uh, next uh, quarter and uh, then maybe uh, in 2024, I think that it will automate the uh, majority of the motion of uh, the CSMs. And we will learn also how to better guide the behavior that we want to drive. So I think, you know, if you look at, the, at my 10 years as a customer success leader, in the entire 10 years, working on, on motivating and, uh, and driving uh, behavior, human behavior. And then I did that with so many different tools. In the beginning, it was lead by example. 
then it was by uh, pushing, then it was by both, lead by example and pushing. Now it's blended with everything. So it's like, uh, I think it's now building on layers and then you have the team leader and then you have the lead by example of the team leader. The majority of lead by example is there and it's blended with the complaint because everyone wants to achieve and overachieve, etc. And, uh, you know, also lots of learnings there, lots of the... You know, one of the maybe key learning out of that is that, like, this is something that people want. They want to have a KPI that is connected to a complaint that will tell them. By, by the way, we have a dashboard that updates every day. You see your score, you see your percentage, and yeah. you know your variable. So you know, actually, in dollars, how much you get yeah. every day. That's great. Uh, like, I love the transparency as well and having like something to work towards, you know exactly your output is a result of your inputs as well at the end of the day. It's also fascinating to hear as well, like you mentioned, uh, over 300 million uh, in error. I remember using Apps Flyer for the first time more than 10 years ago when it was still like somewhat of a decent app. It was like at the time, I think probably a lot of months, but if we had to compare it to what we have in the market today, it was like just insane to think like how over that time, how much this company has grown uh, and you've been there for uh, most of that journey. So I think that must be something incredibly special to have witnessed uh, over the time. I see we're running up on time today, Ziv. I want to give you a uh, last uh, question. Is like, what would be one piece of wisdom you'd want to share with the audience today from uh, this moment in time now that you're seeing? I think I said it uh, last time, but uh, it's, it's still on my mind and still there. One of the most important things for, for people, doesn't matter if you're an individual contributor or a leader and even a senior leader, is always, you know, finding the blend between, you know, the things that matters and the things that you are in your control. And, you know, there's an overlay there. I'm not saying don't do anything that uh, only things that are in, in that matters or only things that are in your control. But I think that like the majority of things that you should work on should be in that overlap. Make sure that you are doing things that are are in your control that matters. I love that. Uh, it's a great way to finish off today. And obviously, as always, it's a pleasure having you on the show, Ziv. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, hope to hear obviously from you uh, probably in the next 50 episodes, uh, see what new things you've learned and how some of these strategies of going out and visiting customers uh, and working with the teams on compliments uh, have worked and your iterations from there. So thanks again for joining. It's It's been a pleasure having you. And that's a wrap for the show today with me, Andrew Michael. I really hope you enjoyed it and you're able to pull out something valuable for your business. To keep up to date with Churn.fm and be notified about new episodes, blog posts, and more, subscribe to our mailing list by visiting churn.fm. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you have any feedback, good or bad, I would love to hear from you. And you can provide your blunt, direct feedback by sending it to andrew at churn.fm. Lastly, but most importantly, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it and leave a review as it really helps get the word out and grow the community. Thanks again for listening. See you again next week. And with that, I just want to say a big thanks again to Vitaly and Chargebee for sponsoring this episode. 
If you do decide to check them out at vitally.io forward slash churnfm and chargebee.com forward slash churnfm, please make sure to let them know I sent you because tracking podcast advertising is traditionally very difficult and I want to make sure we deliver value to them both so that we can retain them as our sponsors. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you again next week.